You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, then go and give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram. Or you can always join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. I hope you guys are ready because this Wednesday, March 23rd, my new wines officially go on sale at nofilterwine.com. I've got four fun new designs. Cut back my drinking or what i also have um sweetie i'm gone with the wine fabulous i have i'm not going out tonight i'm disengaging and we have don't play with me your husband's in the pool four new designs with a new rosé formula and a new fizzy white wine formula. So we will be launching in a rosé and a white this wednesday all four designs will be available you can get them individually or you can get our variety packs. You can head over to nofilterwine.com, nofilterwine.com. Also, you have 48 hours left to get the OG cans. We got a few of those left. So if you want any of the I'm uh, I'm ready to mention it all, now tell me who going to check me, boo. I stole Kim's goddamn house or I'm ready to flip a table. All four of those are available only for the next 48 hours. So if you want to stock up on those because those will be gone forever, then definitely be sure to get your your stock up on those. All right, guys, head over to nofilterwine.com. The new wine is 13% alcohol by volume, but still less than a gram of sugar, so you are all good in the neighborhood. Get ready. It's going to be delicious. It's going to be spicy, and we're going to get litty city. Nofilterwine.com. Also, if you haven't done so yet, we are, what, like around the two week mark away from the Spilling Tea live tour with me and Adam Newell from Up and Adam Live. You guys, this is it. We are officially going on tour. I'm freaking out. I still don't even know what I'm wearing yet. I'm like, uh, every day I'm like, I have to like find an outfit. I've been like sourcing. There is like nothing that I love. I don't know the thing that I did want to wear. I don't know if it's going to be here on time. It's, it's a whole thing. It's a whole shebang, but we're really excited to go on this mini tour with you guys. We have three stops. We have Los Angeles, April 7th, Nashville, April 13th, and New York city, April 28th. And our very special announcement last week was that we have officially launched live stream tickets because so many of you guys are international or you can't physically make it to any of the shows so you can now live stream them we have live tickets available for each of the individual shows for GA tickets and for VIP access tickets but we also have a special VIP or ultra VIP bundle that gets you VIP access to all three shows which gives you the live show the live recording and you get access to a special behind the scenes series that Adam and I are taping in all three of the cities so it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. All of those tickets are available at SpillingTeaLive.com. LA is completely sold out. We have just a handful left of Nashville tickets and a handful left of New York tickets. So if you want to attend either of those shows, you still have time to get tickets at SpillingTeaLive.com. Time is running out, so I highly suggest you go and do it. Do it, to it, do it, to it. You're doing it well, and we will see you. April 7th at the Bourbon Room for our first sold-out show. <laughs> okay, we have a lot of tea to break down today. Katie and Tom, we have a bit of an update on them because Katie is now speaking out. They've been spotted out together. Josh Flagg has a new boyfriend, and we got lots of details. Like, it's going to be, ooh, I, I think that divorce is not as amicable as they wanted us to believe that it was on Instagram, and we're going to talk about it. Melissa Gorga is reacting to not being in Teresa's wedding to Louie. Luann got kicked out of a piano bar, plus I have... Have all the latest Real Housewives of New York updates because I'm sure if you're following along on Twitter, you're gonna be like, oh my god, what is all this low budget tea? No more low budget tea. So we'll break down the actual tea and some of my theories on what I think is likely going to be happening with the ladies of New York. So with that said, let's kick things off with Katie and Tom from Vanderpump Rules. So as we know, they recently announced that they are splitting. They are ending their marriage, and Katie is now speaking up on her podcast. So she opened up on her podcast, You're Gonna Love Me, saying that it's really, really fucking hard. And she's like, I'm having a really challenging time with this. Um, she's trying her best. 
She's doing the best that she can, but it's it's tough. She says that uh, she confirms that they are still living together, and she also confirms that this was her decision to leave Tom, and it wasn't necessarily... I mean, I, they kind of have been like, this is a mutual decision, but... For the, she kind of gets into it and she says that she's thought about it for many months, long before she even said anything to anyone. Um, she was thinking about it and she was worried about like talking about it with her friends or, you know, with her family or anybody because she's like, once you put it out there, you can't really take it back. And then once I put it out there, I feel like I'm going to be manifesting that. So she said that she really sat on it for a while, which tells me that probably around the time they were taping the reunion, she was thinking about leaving Tom. She's been thinking about leaving Tom for quite a minute. She just says that she they don't she doesn't think that they're on the same page and she doesn't think that they want the same things. You know, she wants something that's more traditional. He wants something that's a little more flexible. He's really busy building his business. And she was like, that's part of the reason I was like reluctant to tell him or reluctant to actually let him know how I was feeling. Um she said that she wanted to avoid it because she knew that he was going to be so heartbroken, which obviously if you read his statement, he is very heartbroken. And I think she was also like, he's stressed out with the launch of Schwartz and Sandy's that's coming up soon that she really wanted to make sure that when she told him, she wasn't going to stress him out even more. But she's like, but at the end of the day, I couldn't really choose. I couldn't not choose my own happiness anymore. And she's like, and that's why when everybody was reacting to what I posted about Kim Kardashian and how I supported her leaving Kanye and choosing her own happiness, she's like, that wasn't supposed to be a statement about my own marriage or my own relationship or my own decision to leave. But she was like, I just loved and supported that Kim Kardashian was choosing herself and choosing to prioritize her own happiness and her own independence. And she's like, but maybe on a subconscious level, you know, I was kind of also echoing that same sentiment within my own life. So she sat on it, then finally decided to talk about it, I would assume with like Kristen and Stassi, maybe some people in her family. And then eventually she decided it was time to have a conversation with Tom. She says that she loves him dearly. They're still really good friends. They're navigating this and taking it one step at a time. But I would imagine they're not going to be living together for much longer. They've been broken up for about a month and a half. So it seems like when the rumors, it was probably only, it happened only two weeks before the rumors started leaking. So whoever was not keeping that secret was not keeping that secret very well. She said that the only reason they decided to actually make statements is because I believe it was page six that said that they could confirm with multiple sources that Tom and Katie had broken up. She said at first it was just like speculation online and they were just rumors and who believes rumors. But then eventually once page six came forth and they were like, we can confirm that this is actually true and that they have split. And she was like, all right, that's when I think it's time we actually announce this. So they've been broken up for about a month and a half going on two months now, but I imagine it's going to be tough for them to navigate within their friend group. So that they're trying to not keep like they're keeping their friends from taking any sides or like trying to be like more supportive to Katie and more supportive to Tom because obviously Katie and Tom are such an integral part of the friend group overall that they don't want to make anybody feel like uncomfortable or like they have to choose a side or anything. But they were just spotted out having lunch together. I believe it was either on Demois or some Instagram account posted like photos of them out and then Tom himself actually posted a photo out to lunch with Katie. So it seems like they're like remaining friendly, but I imagine that that's going to be really tough on Schwartz because she's had time to like think about all of this. She's had time to process all of this. She's had time to make peace with the fact that this is the decision that she wanted to make. Whereas for him, this is still new, even a month and a half into it, like a month and a half into a really, like think of your last really bad breakup a month and a half into it. I'm pretty sure you weren't out there just like snap, snap, pat the puss, let's do it. Or maybe you were, but I'm pretty sure there was still a lot of emotional baggage you needed to work through, let alone being with this person for many years and being married to them. I just, I, I would imagine it's taking him, he's less than two months into this breakup. It's now just become public. He's still having to live with her, still having to go out with her, now having to hear what everybody on the internet thinks about their relationship and thinks about their breakup and thinks about or speculating as to what they think the reasons are behind their breakup. So I think that he just 
it's going to be tough for him. And I think he's probably sucking it up to make it more comfortable for Katie and everybody else. But I would imagine he's really hurting right now Um, because he just seems like a really sensitive guy. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, he never stood up for Katie and he was, you know, he never defended her. I just see Schwartz as like a more passive person in their relationship or just a more passive person in general that he, I would imagine, wouldn't be even though there were times when he really should have come to her defense, I think he wouldn't because he was just trying to keep the peace, especially when it was coming to like the tension between Katie and Sandoval, because he wanted to just kind of, you know, be like, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I want to kind of keep everybody happy. And by keeping everybody happy by playing Switzerland, you end up pissing off one or both parties, which we're seeing on Real Housewives of New Jersey with Bill Aiden. So yeah. Ariana does confirm that Tom is not living with her and Sandoval, that those are low budget rumors Katie has said that she and Tom are still living together I don't think they're sleeping together like in the same room or anything but I imagine you know somebody's on a couch somebody's in a guest room somebody's probably Tom I don't know maybe Katie because she's the one that, that like made the decision that she wanted to leave a lot of people are saying that, oh, they're probably doing this for a storyline. Vanderpump Rules is going to be coming back and they want to make sure that they are still on the show. I don't think that they're doing this for a storyline. I think Katie genuinely was wanting to leave Tom. I think she was genuinely done with their marriage and just ready to move on with her life and find somebody that had a future that was more aligned with what she wants for her future. And I don't think... Like, if anything, I think they kept their relationship going for the show more than they would be breaking up for the show. I think they there was probably pressure to stay because they got married on the show, then they got remarried on the show. People kind of loved them as a couple, or a lot of fans loved them as a couple because we've only ever known them as a couple. They were always like a package deal together since the first season. That I think there was that pressure to keep it going, to keep up that public image. And I think eventually Katie was just like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I I want somebody that's on the same page as me. I want somebody that wants the same things that I want. And I think she was just ready to find somebody that was able to provide what it is that she needs in a relationship. And I think she needs time to even figure out what that is. I think she needs time to be single. She needs time to date different types of guys and figure out what it is that she actually wants. Curious to know what you guys think about Katie and Tom. I mean, I, I am curious, but I'm also, if anything, I want people to keep the conversation light. And, you know, I saw people the other day on Instagram that were like getting in a fight about Katie and Tom. And because one person, Bev, in the comments was like, oh, you know, this is all, obviously all PR. And this is a PR statement that they released and blah, 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 blah. And then somebody reacted to that. And it just, you know. It got a little a little spicy. And I just I think when it comes to breakups in general, I think it's really tough and really challenging. And I think um, it's better to just send love, you know, send some love, be like they're at least the good thing is they're choosing themselves. You know, they have made a decision that's going to better their future individually. So the best thing that we can do right now is just be like, you know, we can have our theories, but. You know, we can have our theories, but I think, you know, just be respectful. Think of like the last time you went through a really bad heartbreak or breakup. Did you want everybody in the world talking about it and giving you their opinions? No. So if anything, if you're going to drop any love in the comments, then make sure that the love is in support of them being single and being happy. Just like Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, even though Kanye, I can't get behind any of this Kanye stuff. It's a little, it's a little much for me. Um, but I did want to give a shout out to Kendall Gibson, who left a very generous tip on Venmo. Thank you, Kendall. Stop fighting with Bev in the comments, Kendall. You're better than that. We don't fight with trolls. We keep it cute and we keep it funny. But thank you, Kendall Gibson, for the very sweet tip. Thank you, Melissa, Melissa Danner, for the very sweet tip. Thank you, Christine Groves, for the very sweet tip. You guys have Charmin Beebe. You guys are so sweet. I dro- I think I dropped my Venmo on like an Instagram live, which my Venmo is at Just Plain Zach, which is my handle all across the board, FYI. But I, I, I over the weekend got a lot of really sweet, um, really sweet t- tips. Thank you guys. The super chats have been lit. The tips have been lit. The Instagram badges have been lit. So I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Kisses, kisses, kisses. Okay. I want to get into the Josh Flag stuff because that is super, super juicy. Um, 
But, okay, but before we dive into that, I do want to give a bit, since we're talking about Katie and Tom, and we're talking about Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, and we've been talking about, or we're going to be talking about Josh Flagg and Bobby Boyd, as you guys know, a little tidbit of advice that I've learned by focusing on myself this year and making a commitment to enhance the connections that I'm making or that I'm investing in this year you know that I decided to ditch all of the old dating apps and I decided to sign up for Seeking.com. I've talked a lot about Seeking.com on my Instagram account. I've partnered with them for this year. I know I've made a lot of like fun. I did like a fun Erica Jane impression um, about what does Erica Jane want in a man? She's like, everybody knows what I want. Everybody knows what I want. It's like, well, what do you want, Erica Jane? Do you want money? Do you want it's expensive to be me? Give me that dough. What do you want? So I decided it was time for me to do a little inner reflection since I'm working on myself. And I know we've shared conversations about working on on ourselves and about wanting to have and find better connections. And in order to receive, you have to be willing to assert yourself and unapologetically articulate what it is that you want. What are you seeking? So I decided because I want to put it into the universe, we're going to do a little exercise together. And I've decided that I'm going to lay out my intentions and hopefully my own. Well, originally I was like trying to slide into Josh Flagg's DMs. um, But after learning out some new details about his relationship, TBD, I don't know if I want my own Josh Flagg. Originally I was like, I want to like five, four or five years ago. I was like, I want a Kanye. I'm Kim waiting for my Kanye. And then I was like, I want Josh Flagg. And now I'm flying out all the red flags with the Josh Flags and the Kanye Wests. So instead of like choosing a celebrity out there, I think I'm just going to articulate what it is that I want. What am I seeking? So I'm seeking someone with clear and open communication. I'm seeking someone that values me as much as they value their own lives or values themselves. I'm seeking someone that I can build a future with. I'm seeking someone with goals and ambition and the willingness to go out there and chase them and not just sit on their butts with dreams, but to actually be willing to get off the couch and go chase those dreams. Someone that can challenge me to grow. I love a good challenge. And if somebody's willing to help me push myself forward, I am all for that or just push myself out of my comfort zone. I think that's really important because that, that's where growth comes from. Um, I want somebody that is family oriented that wants babies. I want babies. I want lots of, well, maybe not lots of babies, but I definitely want a baby. And according to Instagram, I'm getting a lot of Instagram ads about surrogacy and egg donors and all of that stuff. And I'm like, okay, Instagram. Okay. You and my mother need to calm down. If, but if I could have a baby tomorrow, I would have a baby tomorrow. So I want somebody that's family oriented, that wants children, that also is very close with their family. Cause I'm very close with my family. Um, I'm searching for someone or I'm seeking someone with a sense of humor that doesn't take himself too seriously because I don't take myself that seriously. Um, And I think I have a, I think I'm hilarious. So if I'm funny, you need to be just as funny, if not funnier. Or maybe I can just be the only funny one. I want a Joe Coy, Chelsea Handler type of dynamic. Um, I want someone that is open to guiding me in areas of life that I find foreign, that can help me learn new things, that can help teach me about areas of life I know nothing about. I'm terrible at money management. Um, I'm terrible at a lot of things. I haven't, you know, traveled as much as other people. So I want somebody that can, you know, give me a little bit of culture, that can give me something or somebody that's really, really savvy in business that can help me grow my own businesses. You know, someone that can help offer new areas of life that I can learn from. Um, And then obviously I can teach them all about Real Housewives and Kardashians. I also want somebody that can balance me out. I need somebody that can, you know, definitely help me balance out the scales when I get a little too high or I'm a little too low. Somebody that can bring me back to that common balance, a little yin yang. So Those are the things that I'm seeking. That's what I'm sharing out into the world. I'm putting it out there that this is the type of man that I am ready to attract. This is the type of man that is already on his way to me. I'm curious to know if, I mean, I encourage you guys to do the same thing. Maybe write down a list if you want to drop a couple of them in the comments below. Let me know what you're seeking. Let me know what you want out of a partner. And if you're ready to take a leap of faith and upgrade your romantic connections and leave all of the judgment behind, again, we want to unapologetically assert ourselves and tell the universe, tell the world, tell the people around us what it is that we want, then I suggest signing up and getting a profile on Seeking. It's an elite data 
dating site for singles that are ready to date up, which is an elevated version of dating. 2022 is all about elevation. And it's, you know, Seeking is available to help you find somebody who can help you achieve the best possible version of yourself. So I suggest you join me and get started today at Seeking.com. That is Seeking.com. Let's talk Josh Flagg because Josh Flagg now has a new boyfriend. And we just found out that he and Bobby have split and now he has a boyfriend, and it's like WTF, what is going on? Bobby Flag, or sorry, Josh Flag, Bobby Boyd, what? Okay, was there some trouble in paradise? So I've heard that they have or have had some sort of open-ish arrangements in their relationship, that they... um were either allowed to sleep with other people or engaged in parties that, you know, were clothing optional with multiple partners. Again, those are all rumors and rumblings that are out there. Um, Whether or not they're true, I don't know. But those are the rumors that are out there about them. And according to an interview Josh Flagg did a few months ago on This Skinny Confidential, Josh talked about his sex life with Bobby. And he said that their sex life was really challenging because they're both tops. So neither And neither of them enjoyed bottoming. So, and for those of you that are unfamiliar with tops and bottoms, tops in a, you know, in a... Uh, gay relationship tops are the ones that do the inserting and the bottoms are the ones that do the receiving so when you're both the pitcher and neither really wants to be the receiver or the catcher then what are you pitching who are you pitching at that's a huge compatibility issue within you know the intimacy of your relationship so like why did we get married did we get married because we were both on the same page and we were like okay we can't necessarily fulfill each other's sexual needs so maybe we're allowed to seek that elsewhere i do know couples that have that sort of arrangement where you know one partner really wants something or is really interested in something or has a really high drive that the other partner isn't able to meet so then they have a conversation and they set boundaries and rules and you know a framework as to what will work within their relationship and allowing other people into their relationship and it works for them apparently it seems like this may have been working for bobby and for josh so bobby was spotted out by the paparazzi where he basically said that he was happy for josh and his new boyfriend there was just like a little bit of shade in that comment with the and his new boyfriend just like a subtle shade you know and so that's when the, the the videographer, photographer, paparazzi, he was like, oh, is that why, is that possibly why you guys broke up? Is because Josh has a new boyfriend. And when it was originally revealed that they were splitting, again, all, I also believe it was in page six. They, page six, or I'm sorry, I don't remember the exact publication, but I believe it was page six. I'm pretty confident it was page six. They revealed that there were rumors that Bobby, or sorry, that Josh may have been dating somebody new. So also the new $9 million house, we're seeing all the reports that Josh just bought a new $9 million house in here in LA. Bobby in that same interview with the paparazzi claimed that it wasn't Josh's house, it's their house, as in they own the house together. Now, I don't know if this means that they're like co-owners and that they invested in the property together and they both put up their own individual money to invest in this property. Maybe it was something that's been on the market for a while that they've been negotiating for a while that they've just now closed the deal on. And it just happened to be around the same time that they were splitting, but they're both, you know, co-owners of the house. I feel like if that were the case, we would probably heard that in some of the news articles about it, since there are a lot of news articles about Josh Flagg. But I'm thinking it may have been alluding to the fact that they're still married. So Bobby's entitled to half of the property's value or half of the property. I don't know if they have a prenup. They haven't talked about that publicly, whether or not they have a prenup or some sort of arrangement within their marriage that would allow for any. I would imagine there would be some sort of prenup only because Josh Flagg has a lot of money and Josh Flagg, I would imagine, would want to protect his assets. 
But maybe there's a clause within that prenup that's like, well, if one of us breaks the rules in our relationship and steps out, then maybe, you know, there's just uh, you're waiving your right to be able to fork up half of what you own. So I don't know. My theory is that I think Bobby was alluding to the fact that not so much that he owns that house with Josh, but that he's entitled to that house with Josh because they're still legally married. So therefore, he's still legally entitled to 50% of everything that Josh Flagg has and brings into the marriage. I don't know the specifics or the details, but I'm leaning more towards I think Bobby was being a little shady, which tells me that the statements that they made maybe weren't as you know, kosher or endearing as they wanted them to be. Um, Because you would, but you'd also think that like, if that were the case, that wouldn't Josh wait on the investment? Like, wouldn't he wait to close that deal until the divorce was finalized? Unless the deal was too hot, it was too big of an opportunity to pass up on, or he just doesn't care. He has so much money that he doesn't even, to him, he's like, whatever, Bobby can have half of the 9 million and this house is worth but like, wouldn't that also kind of, I don't, I'm not a divorce attorney. Maybe we should bring on a divorce attorney and we'll break down Katie and Tom. We'll break down Kim and Kanye. We'll break down Bobby and Josh. That would kind of be a fun episode, right? If anybody has any recommendations or suggestions for a divorce attorney, slide them into my DMs. I'm a little disappointed to see that things have gotten a little salty with Josh and Bobby. I was never fully invested in their relationship, but I also very much found Josh Flagg just very attractive. And it wasn't even about the money. I just always thought he was cute. I just, he had just like a sexy vibe to him. Maybe it was like a a bit of my daddy issues coming through, or I don't know. I I found him attractive and I was very much interested in him. Never in a million years would I ever think I, I would ever date him because he was married. But at first I was like, oh, they're split. They've apparently been split for quite a few months. Like, I was ready to start posting some thirst traps and tagging Josh Flagg on Instagram and be like, yo, Josh Flagg, slide into my DMs. But obviously, he has, apparently he has a boyfriend. It seems like Bobby just confirmed Josh Flagg has a boyfriend already. But if they've been separated for a few months, how long has he been dating this boyfriend? They were still together. I believe they were posting pictures on Instagram around like Thanksgiving, like October, November. So let's say they officially split in November, December, January, February, March. So what were four months since like official split? Unless they've been split longer than that. I want to know who this boyfriend is. Is he cute? Is he 28 years old with a slim build? Is he blonde? Is he naturally blonde or is he platinum blonde? I want to, does he have a wine business? Does he have a podcast? Does he always have the latest tea spilled fresh three times a week on hashtag no filter with Zach Peter? I don't think so. I think I bring a lot to the table, but I don't think Josh Flagg is what I'm looking for anymore. I already laid out what I'm seeking and I don't know if Josh Flagg is it anymore, but if he does slide into my DMs, Josh Flagg, if you're watching this or listening to this, I'm not going to leave you on red. I'll just say that. Okay, let's talk about other wedding news um, or more positive wedding news, more positive marriage news, if you even want to go there. Uh, Melissa Gorga is reacting to not being included in Teresa's wedding. So on her podcast, Melissa Gorga, on display, on display. Last week, Melissa Melissa said uh, or was responding to her sister-in-law, Teresa Judice's announcement that Melissa will not be in her wedding. And she's like, you know what? To each their own. But she did question whether or not Louis' sisters will be part of the wedding. Because she's like, is this just like a a family thing? Like where the daughters are going to be in there and the friends are going to be in there. And we're not including any of the other family members in this. Um, Because technically Melissa would be a family member. And you would think they would be closer because they're on a show together. You would think that it's a little fishy. But she's like, are the sister or her future sister-in-laws or Louis' sisters going to be considered in being part of this wedding, like what is the dynamic? You know, who is actually going to be in it? Because if the sisters aren't in it, then it's a little shady that Melissa isn't in it. So that question was thrown out there. 
She also said that she wasn't fully confident she was ever going to be a part of the wedding, but watch what happens live when Teresa revealed it on watch what happens live to Andy Cohen. That was the first time that Melissa had ever heard that. And that was the first time she ever had confirmation that she wasn't going to be in the wedding. But she says that she's happy for Teresa because Teresa seems happy and all she cares about is Teresa's happiness and blah, 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 blah. I think it's another Luann and Tom situation where there's nothing anybody can tell Teresa that's going to make her change her mind. I think we're going to have a... um, Please, please tell me it's not about Tom. It's about Tom. Oh, my God. Don't do this to me. We're going to have, like, more of those moments. Well, I mean, we're already having them on Royal Houses in New Jersey where the women are trying to warn Teresa about Louie. I just, I think they're caught up in it. I think they're enamored and wildly in love. I don't think Teresa's felt this level of intensity of passion and love in a really long time. We've seen her around, bopping around town with the young boys. So I'm pretty sure, you know, she's getting some good D or well, if they're a lot younger then maybe they don't have that good D, that good Jersey D, but she's having, she's definitely been having some fun. And I think this is the first time she's actually really seen potential in a future with somebody. And she's caught up in that. And she's caught up in the idea of being in love again and getting married and having this fairy tale. We saw it happen with Kim Kardashian and Chris Humphreys. When you get caught up in the public, you know, the picture that you're projecting out into the world and it's a pretty picture and you want to kind of maintain and sustain that image even though I feel like it's kind of cracking on Real Houses in New Jersey. But if anything, it's probably going to be like Luann and Tom in the sense that now they're going to double down on it even more because they know that the picture is starting to crumble a bit. The picture is starting, the the edges are starting to tear. And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. We're going to really have to lean into this and prove that it's it's happening and it's coming. She's supposed to be getting married this summer very soon. I mean, I think when you are much older, like when you're in your 20s, take a little more time. Like don't get married after a year. Really get to know each other. Really get to see where this person is going, what they want in life. Are you guys on the same page? You know, but the older you get, the more you start to date for compatibility. And I think when it comes to Teresa and Louie, like they're at the age where it's like you can't be like Dolores dating for eight years and then being like, what are we doing? Like at that point, shit or get off the pot. But I feel like with Teresa, especially now that all these red flags are coming up, like let's take some time. Let's really talk this through. Let's really make sure we're still on the same page in a year. And then let's talk about a wedding. But it seems like she's trying to rush down that aisle. And I think Melissa just doesn't want to ruffle any feathers. She doesn't want to get caught up in the drama with her again. She's like, look, it's easier to just believe Teresa's delusion and be, and, and feed it and be like, all right, cool. You're happy. Cool. Who's not cool? Don't be all uncool. Is Luann, Countess Luann from Real Housewives of New York. So she got kicked out of a piano bar last week. Fun. So Luann took the stage at a local piano bar in New York and she started singing belligerently on stage. Apparently she wanted to do her own songs, but the piano players are like, excuse me, who are you? Are you are a cabaret star? I've never heard of you. Call me when you're Liza Minnelli. And they didn't know her songs, and she was kind of upset about that. But she still insisted on singing and performing some of her Adele ballads. And she was cursing on stage and just being extra and messy and sloppy and everything that, like, fractured her sober narrative. And also, none of this is selling Fosé, by the way. No one's like, oh, yeah, let me look at Luann plastered at a piano bar and like, yeah, let me go and place my order for Fosé. That looks like a fun time. Everyone's like, oh, she's not fucking drinking Fosé. She's drinking Rosé and telling us it's Fosé. Listen, it's very hard to to launch a beverage. I know because I launched my wine and it's not easy and it's very challenging and she ain't selling it. I drink my wine and I get shit faced on my wine and I get Liddy City on my wine all the time. And every time you see an episode, you always see the wine. Cause I know cause people in the comments are like, Oh my God, all you do is talk about your wine. Yeah. Cause it's my business. If you had a business that you were passionate about, then maybe you would know what it takes to run a business. But I think at first Luann denied getting kicked out of the bar. She's like, no, that's not true. Or her rep denied. Oops. Her rep denied it. And it's like, no, that's not true. She wasn't kicked out. Fake news. And then she ended up issuing a statement on her Instagram, apologizing for it, saying that, you know, sobriety is a journey. It's a, I'm on a journey like I'm on The Bachelor and a journey of love, a journey of life. And I'm trying so hard every day. But sources have come forth claiming that she has not been sober this whole time and she only puts up the front for the camera, which we've heard stories leak before about her not being sober when she claims to be sober. 
that like she's still drinking on the side. I don't think that Luann is an addict and I don't think that Luann is an alcoholic necessarily. I think that she leaned into that narrative to rehab her image after getting arrested. And obviously they encouraged her to go to AA meetings. And then when it became part of her story, I think she found out that like this is a really compelling storyline that people are going to be invested in. It's also very trendy to be sober right now that I think she leaned more into that for those reasons rather than it was really about having a genuine drinking problem. I don't believe Luann has a genuine drinking problem. That's my own judgment. I don't have any proof of that, but I would bet money that she's not a true definition alcoholic. I think she's a partier. I think she enjoys to party. I think she enjoys to have a good time. I think she loves to indulge, especially right now, you know, without being on the show. It's probably, you know, she probably has all of these feelings like a fall from grace. She doesn't really know what her future is going to look like. She doesn't really know how. Of course, Adam Newell is going to be calling me right now. Of course, Adam Newell is calling me right now. Doesn't Adam Newell know that I have a show to tape? I'll call him back. Um, it's because we have to talk about the tour, which you have to get your tickets for. It's com. Plug, plug. But so, yeah, I think it's that fall of grace moment. That's why you see Luann out and she is hanging out with Dorinda and she's hanging out with Kelly Benzimone and these paparazzi pictures that are clearly staged are out there with her hanging out with them. Like she wants to keep the attention. She wants to make sure she has some sort of job security down the line. And... <sighs> She's not showing that she's doing well, that she's not showing that she will do well if the show ever does permanently end or her place on the show does permanently end. She's showing that she's really going to struggle um, and she's going to lean into her party girl ways. But anyway, on that note of Callie Ben Simone and Dorinda and Luann, I was talking with Jess from Hot Takes and Deep Dives about Real Housewives of New York and like the casting rumors. Because every day there's another casting rumor on Twitter and they're all low budget fake news bullshit. I don't think we're going to get a season of Roni this year. There's not, I will say, I will bet money on it. We will not have a season of Real Housewives of New York in 2022. If anything, they will probably, at the earliest, I would guess, start filming August at the absolute earliest, but I'm thinking more of like a fall production, meaning we're not going to have a season until 2023. I think they need to take a beat. I wouldn't even hate it if they took two years off. They've already taken a year off. I wouldn't hate it if they took an, an, another year off to really just let the dust settle, really kind of just like let everybody recalibrate, get back on, you know, get back on the horse and get ready to go back on Roni. But I was talking to Jess and we have come up with the theory that they are probably not going to reboot the show like with an entirely new cast. I don't think they can redo that. I think of Vanderpump Rules, they can probably do a full reboot with a full new cast that's like young because the Vanderpump Rules model was very much focused on working for Lisa Vanderpump and being young and hungry. Whereas the model of Real Housewives in New York was so unique and you had such interesting, compelling characters that, you know, their relationships and their dynamics were really what sold the show. It is going to be challenging because I don't think Ramona has a lot going on. I don't think Sonia has a lot going on. And I don't think Luann has a lot going on, that their storylines have retired, that there needs to be some resurgence. And I think the best way to do that is to reinvigorate the old friendships that we fell in love with and see if these friendships can really come back together. The show is focused on the dynamics of the women more than it was focused on their powerful individual storylines. They have had those and it has had a fine balance. But even when there weren't a ton of strong, individual, compelling storylines, the relationships with the women is what really carried Real Housewives of New York. So I think we definitely, regardless of who ends up coming back on the show, I think Jill Zarin needs to come back to the show. Like if there was ever a, a time and place where Jill Zarin would fit back, this is the time and place because this is when we, one, need to get Real Houses of New York back to its roots in some way. And I think Jill Zarin is definitely one of the pillar roots, even though they tried to cut her off. I think Jill Zarin is one of the pillar roots that we need to work back into the show. I know she wants it so desperately and it's very thirsty, but I think she is an, a big key part of the formula of what made Roni great when it first started. And I think seeing her interactions with the other women now also very true to what we would be interested in watching. 
Same thing with Dorinda. I think it would be interesting to see Dorinda worked back into the formula. I think people really like Dorinda. I am a little concerned, though, about Ultimate Girls Trip with Dorinda because if you look at all of the women that were on Ultimate Girls Trip Season 2, they're all friends. They're all hanging out. They're all doing selfies together and going out, eating together. None of them are going out with Dorinda, though. And I think that says a lot. I think that is a big key indicator. And I think Brandy Glanville, who was she with? Was it Tamara Judge? She did an interview with one of the other women of Ultimate Girls Trip. And she said that like Dorinda was a total downer and like was the least enjoyable on that on that trip. So I am a little concerned for Dorinda and Ultimate Girls Trip because I think that that may end up hurting her chances of coming back. But I think, if anything, if I could have, like, an ideal cast and a cast that I think would work, I think it would be Jill Zarin. I think it would be Dorinda Medley. I think it would be Ramona, Luann, Sonia, maybe Leah. Maybe Leah, depending on her willingness to mesh with this group. Um, And I would say two new women. That's, what, five, six, seven, eight. I think we need to get it back to an eight, back like when Bethany came back and we added Dorinda in. We added Bethany back. Luann was upgraded back to full time. We had Heather and Carol and Ramona and Luann and Sonia. and And it was just, it was such a big full cast that then you were able to shuffle out the people that weren't working anymore and keep the ones that really anchored the show and kept it moving forward. And then I think if somebody doesn't have a strong, compelling storyline, you can lean into the drama, you can lean into the friendships. Like there's just a lot to play with when you have more women on the table. I think that's where Real Houses of New York really suffered this past season is because there were so few women and there was such little content because, you know, everything being restricted made it challenging for them to really go out. It made it challenging for them to really do any real casting. So I think... Jill Zarin, Dorinda Medley, Ramona Singer, Luann, Sonia, maybe Leah, and two new people. I think I can even see Kelly Ben Simone making a cameo in that season. I think Kelly Ben Simone would do it. I think Luann would be the perfect opportunity for her to do it. I think if they try to bring back as many of the old housewives into this season, think of how many times they've done that with Beverly Hills. Every time Adrian, Taylor, um, Kim Richards, every time they bring in Brandy, they were interested. We want to see it. Eileen, we want to see what's going on with the older Camille, we, them coming back and interacting with the, the current cast. But I think the only two worthy of getting a full-time upgrade are Jill and Dorinda. Um, I think the show needs Jill. Tinsley won't do it. I think Tinsley's just, she's over it. She doesn't want to, in, like her time on that show is just, she is not interested. Um, Alex and Simon are out. They're out of the country. They're in a new phase in their life. I don't. I mean, as much as we would love to see Alex make a cameo, I just don't foresee that ever happening. Ebony, I think, burned her bridges with the women, even though she recently came out and said that she doesn't believe that Ramona should be fired, that if anything, they should keep Ramona because Ramona represents a really important voice here in America. I'm like, that's a very different and uh, sentiment that you were echoing back when you were on the show and back when the show was airing. Um, But I believe she burned her bridge with the women um, and she doesn't have any friends or allies on that show anymore. Um, I don't even think Sonia really is genuinely interested in being friends with Ebony just because I don't think they had a really strong bond. Um, I think Sonia knew how to play her cards right for the camera and that's why she leaned into her friendship with Ebony. But I don't think that there was a real foundation of friendship there between them. So I think Ebony's out. We also, Jacques Peterson from the Unpopular Podcast also had an interesting theory that he posted saying that they wouldn't have given Ebony the CBS show. What is it? Like a survive, like a celebrity survivor style show. I think Colton was like on it um, where they took a bunch of celebrities and they had them like naked and afraid, but like with like, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here essentially. So she did that show and then she was on Watch What Happens Live promoting that show. None of the New York housewives have done Watch What Happens Live. They're all kind of like on a press hold. Like they're not allowed to do press. They're not even really doing podcasts. They're not really talking about the shows. Um, And I think Bravo is kind of like, don't talk about it. Let it die down. Bravo doesn't want them to do anything. So the fact that Ebony's doing this other show and the fact that Ebony's gone on Watch What Happens Live, I think that's an indicator that maybe Bravo's like, we're letting her do what she wants because we really don't have any intention of bringing her back. 
Um, I think Lee is the only one that's like currently up in the air at the moment. I think Heather Thompson is done. I don't think she's going to come back with or without Leah. I think she's just like, I've tried to dip in and dip out and I'm just over it at this point. Kristen Takeman, Jules, boring, boring, boring. I don't think either of them would come back. Carol, I don't imagine Carol would come back. I think she hates Bravo and she hates Andy and she despises housewives, even though she can't seem to shut up about housewives. So I think she definitely has a love-hate relationship with Housewives, but I don't envision she would come back full-time. Maybe a cameo, but I I don't know. I think Jill and Dorinda are the two most likely to return and are capable of reviving the show. But Ultimate Girls Trip Season 2 is going to have to be the biggest determining factor for them. I think, and I don't know if it's going to go well. I think if they played their cards right... Dorinda and Jill would have known how much they needed each other and they would have really become buddy buddies on that show and then could have sold themselves as a package deal to Bravo being like, okay, we did Peacock. We did, we gave you this show. We're friends now. Bring us back on the show together. Cause I think Bravo's on the fence with Jill and on the fence with Dorinda. And at least if they come together, I think that's a solid package to sell the network and the network would be like all right we need to revive the show somehow let's bring the two of them in and they're going to be friends together that's a great way to at least know that they're going to have allies if they clash with the other women like I just think that would have been a really good dynamic but I don't think Jill or Dorinda played their cards smart and I don't think that they ended up with a genuine friendship after Ultimate Girls Trip I think Dorinda definitely shot herself in the foot with that she is back on Radio Andy though she has her make it nice radio show that she does weekly I mean, cute. I just don't think Dorinda is entirely smart about how she's going about getting back on the show. For as much as she so badly wants to, I don't think she's campaigning well enough, and I don't think she's doing a good enough job of making herself an asset that Bravo would want to bring back to the show. And those is my thoughts. On that same, on like the the Real Housewives of New York note, Bethany did a great interview with Inc. Magazine last week. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved it. I am always fascinated in the business of Bethany. So I just think, you know, she, I i don't know. I just find it interesting. I'm going to be buying her new book, Business is Personal, which comes out in May. So I'm interested. I'm invested. And the article, if anybody else is also interested in Bethany and just the skinny girl empire that she's built, I think that it's really great. Um, lots of good business advice. Lots of fun, interesting tidbits. Like I didn't know that Skinny Girl is the is Drizzly, which is the the alcohol app, like the Postmates for alcohol. I think it's really popular on the East Coast, though. It's not so popular here in in um, L.A., like in California. But anyway, um, I didn't know that Skinny Girl is their fifth top selling uh, ready to drink cocktail on Drizzly last year in 2021, the fifth. So it's in the top five. So it's selling well. Cause if you think about it, what's going to be in ready to drink cocktails, you're probably going to be competing with like the Trulies and the white claws. I would imagine canned seltzers are probably what are leading in that category. Um, and I feel like Drizzly, like that's usually what Drizzly is. I mean, maybe you'll order like a bottle of vodka or whiskey or whatever, but I feel like it's mostly going to be those ready to drink beverages. And if Bethany is number five in competition with White Claw and Truly and all those other leaders, then like that's huge. And Bethany's not even on TV. She's not even on Housewives. I did not expect that. I didn't think she would be selling that well. However, I did just order Amazon Fresh and I got the the Skinny Girl Lime and Salt Popcorn, which is really good, by the way. Like, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Um, Skinny Girl Popcorn and I got the Skinny Girl Margarita and I tried the White Cranberry Cosmo. Skinny Girl Margarita is not bad. It's a good classic. I don't like the white cranberry mar- uh, uh, Cosmo. I thought that was way too sweet and it was just not enjoyable for me. The popcorn I fucking love. But see, like I only did it because, I don't know, I was like, I need to test out these Skinny Girl products. And so I did. I didn't realize they were selling so well. So that was a fun, that was a fun tidbit. Um, also a fun tidbit to learn that after she had the deal with Bean, to sell Skinny Girl cocktails. She then walked out with her cut and told them that she wouldn't promote or market Skinny Girl unless they paid her like 
an influencer, like a skinny girl ambassador. She's like, I'll promote you. I'll come to these events. I'll do Instagram posts for you, but you need to pay me for every single one of them. So they were paying her to be an ambassador. And that's why you see her hosting these skinny girl parties. I thought she was hosting the skinny girl like cocktail launch parties because she was doing it to promote the business because like she was like, oh, yeah, a spicy margarita would be good. Let's do a spicy margarita. But that wasn't even her role because she completely gave up that whole business. She took her cut. She was out. But then they're like, all right, Bethany, now we're going to hire you to promote this fiesta party so that you can do the skinny girl spicy jalapeno margarita lime and jalapeno margarita and so she was like all right and so she put on her red wig and she showed up to the party and she promoted it like if she were just a celebrity promoting a champagne I found that fascinating because I genuinely believed that she was part of the business, which is smart on their end because they made it seem like she was part of this business. And when they launched Skinny Girl Wine and she was out there promoting it, I was like, wow, yeah, she knows like she's doing the wine market. And it wasn't. They picked the wine and they did all of that. They had their team put all of that together and then paid Bethany a paycheck to say, hey, guys, Skinny Girl on Instagram just launched a new white wine at Target. Interesting. Very interesting. Lots of good business advice. She also insists in the interview, too, that she has a forthcoming wine line, which, first of all, girl, stick to margaritas. I got the wine down. Um, but she, as we know, which I've talked about a lot on um, on The Big Shot with Bethany, her HBO Max competition series, she kept talking about this rosé that she was launching. And then when it was time to launch, she announced this, like, forever young wine line that wasn't actually hers, that was somebody else's, that also looked like a paid Instagram endorsement deal. And so we were all like, well, what happened to this actual wine line that she said that she was building? Because she's like, you know, can lightning strike twice? Can lightning strike in in the same place twice and can I do this again if I disrupted the cocktail market can I disrupt the wine market and so she insists that she does still have a wine that's going to be coming out soon I'm very fascinated to know what this wine is is Maloxy still going to be helping to run that wine business what is Maloxy doing now is Maloxy actually working for Skinny Girl I highly doubt it but I don't know tis what it is Oh, all right, guys, I have to go call Adam back because um, we have lots of business to attend to. All right. I love you. I mean it. Thank you for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. If you haven't done so yet, go and get your tickets to the Spilling Tea Live tour with me and Adam at SpillingTeaLive.com. We have live stream tickets available, and then we have a select number of Nashville tickets and New York tickets still left available. Everybody really wants VIP tickets. I'm curious if we could find a way to maybe add like five more if you guys would even be interested in find those. I probably shouldn't even say that because now you guys aren't going to buy tickets unless we do that. I don't know. Let me know what you guys are interested most in those shows because um, we really, everyone's hyped about LA, but we want to hype up those shows as well. So let me know what you guys are interested in for those shows. Um, get your tickets though today, SpillingTeaLive.com because you still can upgrade those if you buy GA. That's what we did last time. But anyway, SpillingTeaLive.com. The new wine launches this Wednesday, so be sure to get ready for the new No Filter Wine. It'll be available at NoFilterWine.com on Wednesday, March 23rd for new designs. And this is the first time you're going to get to try the new white wine. I've been obsessed with it. I love the classic rosé, but the white wine is just like such a vibe. Um, This Wednesday, Adam and I will also be doing our regular morning live on up and adam live when we'll be making another special announcement so get ready i love you i mean it and i will talk to you on wednesday bye